Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. I am Chris, and as usual, joined by Jack. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we, we, we took a week off. We got to see each other. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we went to Hershey and Kenobles. Uh We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, but yeah, we have quite a bit to talk about. Yeah, yes. a lot... We always, as it always happens when we take a week off to do something, I feel like everything happens. I mean, there was a ton of news that worked before today, and then quite possibly one of the biggest news pieces of the fall happened today, and that's what we're going to start with. And that is California yeah. is not getting theme parks in the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, they're getting Adventure City, and that's it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's, everybody that's, get hyped for Gerslauer Family Boomerang. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. I, I uh, but yeah, there's a lot to digest with this. Um, it's been floating around on Twitter all day. The little, I call it like the one carter, where it's got the basic stuff on. So it's gives the basic stuff. So read through that real quick. Um, Chris, do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. So we've got. Small parks must first open up to 25% capacity or 500 people, whichever is lower. Uh, guests must live in the same county as the park. Larger parks are only allowed to reopen once tier four with a yellow or better rating. Reservations, face coverings, and health screenings are required, and no guidelines are given for parks that are currently operating as a glorified excuse to get out of your house and go stare at rollers. I was very pleased when I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I read that word for word, and uh, as I started reading that part, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, um, very, no, very yeah. strict. So that makes it sound strict. And then I was like, what the heck? I'm gonna go read the 20-page guidelines they gave, like, in detail about everything. And, the like, that, what we just talked about is crazy. The like all the truth is even crazier, um. And so we're gonna a lot of this is uh, getting into our opinions. So take this how you will. But in my opinion, after reading everything, it is not worth any park opening with everything that the state of California is asking the parks to do. Mm-hmm. I agree um, because they want. I mean, they want everything you've seen at all these other parks. Social distancing, plexiglass, ride sanitization, but they want it on another level that is almost unjustified because if you'll, I mean, we've talked about it. If you look at all these other parks, there hasn't been an outbreak from a single park yet. (laughs) So why is California going so nuts about all of this? And there's a couple of lines in here. I just want to read verbatim. Um, let me find it. There was one that I was just like, could not believe. Uh, where is it?
Oh yeah, so if a worker must use their hands to ensure a gate is locked and ride is secured, those workers must wash or sanitize their hands before moving on to another task. Okay, so I mean, I don't know how that's supposed to be interpreted. Is that supposed to be interpreted if they're checking a restraint? They check the restraint and then they have to wash their hands before they can check another restraint? Or does that mean they can do that all at once? And then if they go to, like, I don't know, be in the booth instead of checking restraints, so they have to wash their hands then only? Well, yeah, even then, or like, is checking restraints considered one thing? But then some uh, parks, I'm not sure. And this is, of course, most parks wouldn't be able to open, but this is for like a lot of them. A lot of parks have like gates that the ride ops have to shut behind themselves. So they have to check restraints, wash their hands, open the gate, close the gate, wash their hands, and then push the button, then wash their hands again to do everything again. Like, that's nuts. I guess it's also defined, mm -hmm. wash your hands, is that defined as truly washing your hands, or can they get away with hand sanitizer? That's yeah. Um... But this was one of those lines, like, I read it, and I was immediately, like, they didn't think, they're just trying to come up with stuff to make people's eyes hard. It's like, this is so, so vague, and there's so many ways this could be yep. interpreted. This is the first, that's like, three lines of, like, thousands across these 20 pages that I pretty much read the entire thing through today. It's nuts. It's just yeah, I don't really understand uh, the like the whole deal with them. With it seems like it's just with theme parks. I mean, Knotts has been operating without rides for a while, and really, there's not much less risk with that than there is when you're operating with rides. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but wasn't one of the rules or the guidelines that indoor attractions cannot be opened? Yeah, no indoor attractions. Um... So yeah, Disneyland should not just shouldn't open, honestly. Well, Disneyland is not going to be able to. Yeah, Disneyland is just screwed because half that. Oh yeah, no, half but like even if they died. couldn't first place, no reason to. Uh, well, then yeah, the have... only park that would be able to open right now is Adventure City, which is sad. That's how strict and, they're being. Yeah, well, and then you start looking at this. Okay, well, here's the reopening plan. It's like, okay, if you're under, I think the number was they defined them at the very top. So small parks are defined as a park with an overall capacity fewer than 15,000 based on the design slash operating capacity or fire department occupant limit. Um, so that's how they're defining a small park. So that immediately knocks out every theme park that enthusiasts would go out there for. Um, then you look at this limitation, ticket sales are limited to people in counties. Mm -hmm. Counties are big. They're not massive. Um, and then I think the big thing is you start, that's all, or we're, they're like an orange tier right now, which is a, a moderate tier. They're in the orange tier and their condition is moderate. For big theme parks to reopen, they want them to be minimal in the yellow tier. And that it means one case in 100,000 residents. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're going to have to wait till next year or until there's a vaccine. Or until California figures out, you know, yeah. how to do stuff. Which, let's anyway. be real, probably won't happen. 
Uh, yeah. yeah so and what's even you... sadder is there was a chance of me going to Magic Mountain and Knott's if they would have like actually reopened with reasonable guidelines. But now there's just no chance. I mean, I don't live in one of the counties and they're not going to open in the first place. So, yeah, there's just no way. And like, I love the California parks. They're some of my favorites out there. Um, and to our listeners that live in California, we are so sorry you have to go through all this. Come visit us in, you know, on the East Coast. Our rides are open. and. Yeah, there's no X2 Except for Six here. Flags New England. Except for Six Flags New England. Yeah, that's true. And anyway, but yeah. It's like the only one. Yeah, so California, <sighs> really, it's going to be interesting to watch. And it's kind of scary that we kind of knew a bunch of this ahead of time. Like, I think we talked about the uh, leak that they were going to only let residents of counties go to the park. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And to see that actually yeah, be a and- thing... I mean, I'm not too surprised with how strict California is. It's still just, it's unreasonable. And I get that they're trying to keep everybody safe. But at the same time, like so many people are being hurt from this. So many people are losing jobs. I I don't know. It's not good either way. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to consider with this. And quite frankly, if we really wanted to deep dive into it, we could do like a whole podcast just on California and their reopening. Like we have entirely... too much to talk about for that. I mean, I'm talking like an entire new series, like new name, like just like ten episodes of us just talking about stuff like this. I'm sure we could do it. Yes. Anyway, oh, probably. Let's to... Oh, let's move on to exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, so Plopsala and Dupan, uh Extreme Spinner Track is on site. It's like a brownish color, which, you know, almost, unique. So It almost looks like a rusted burgundy with white supports. Kind of like haggard almost. Oh, but it's like that, but red. The track has more of a red tint mm-hmm. to it, and the supports yeah. are white. It's going to look epic, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know both of us. We love our Extreme Spinners, so... We're both excited about this, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, definitely on the bucket list to ride this thing when it opens. Um, but keeping with construction on rides in Europe, we've got Monsterland. Or Monster. Monsterland. Nice. Monster at Groenland. <laughs> Proof we've been doing this. Uh, so construction. the lift hill is done, right? Yeah, the lift hill, they've got it topped off, and they're about to start down the drop. Um, If you haven't seen the pictures of this first drop support, there is one word for it, and it is thick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think they just said, what is the fattest pole y'all make? We'll take that one. Yeah, with how compact that park is, I can't believe they're fitting a B&M invert into it, but hey, it's going to be be awesome, I'm sure. I mean, it's not going to have, like, a Banshee or Raptor layout, but... Oh, yeah, it's more like Flight Deck at CGA, I think. Yeah, it's got... I think it's going to have three inversions. You've got a zero-G roll. Um, Then it's got, like, this... They're not counting it as an inversion, um, but it's, like, a very, like, weird, like, inclined Immelman-type thing. Then you've got two corkscrews built in, a ton of like really tight turns. Um, I think the whole this ride's gonna be intense and it's gonna seem really fast just because of how close to everything it is. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be good. And this is going to be their eighth coaster. And that tiny plot of land fitting eight coasters, including a gravity group and a B&M invert. Uh-huh. Also, it's just you're insane. this park can afford a B&M invert. And it's like a boardwalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's crazy. More, more power to them. I can't wait to see what you do next because I really do. This is like the RCT park where they're like, oh, we need to build underground. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, we need to build a, like above our other rides. We can do that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we've got some more construction. Uh, everybody's favorite type of ride in SNS 4D free spin, Dragon Slayer at Adventureland construction. And it com- appears to be a layout that we have never seen before a much smaller, more compact layout. So, we knew this layout existed, but this is the first one that's being built. Um, yeah. Because there there's the three sizes there's the small, medium, and the large. All the ones that have been been built thus far are the medium size. This is the first of the small ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a free spin, so I know nobody's going to get super excited about it. However, you know, I like these rides, so extra credit. Um, and cool to see a new layout. I'm wondering, like, with it being so much smaller, I'm thinking the forces are going to be a lot stronger at some points. Yeah, it could be... It could be interesting. I mean, we've talked about them before, and Chris knows, and I think a lot of our listeners know, I'm not a huge fan of these rides. Um, that being said, I think I actually might like this smaller footprint one better because it's not going to last as long. So um, there's a positive for me, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's where you went with that. All right. Hey, shorter Um, ride, less headache, more happiness. Yeah. Um, Let's go on to our weekly Velocicoaster update. (laughs) It seems Mm. like we have. So uh, footage of it testing is released, and oh my goodness, it is flying. Uh, It's going to be so good. Yeah, it was unreal how fast it went over the top hat. And teasing of it over March... Of 2021, which if that happens, I will be extremely happy. Yeah, the way uh, the reason we're figuring that out is they put something else like considering visiting after March 2021 with a giant picture of Velocicoaster behind that. It's like, hmm. I mean, could just be a coincidence. You never know, but I doubt it. <laughs> I've also heard some keeping with this. I've also heard rumors that since Tampa's going to have Super Bowl this year, that there's rumors yep. that they want to open Iron Gwazi that weekend. Um, now, like, I don't get big in the uh, NFL football. Might have to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I do. I know you do, but I might have to. You know, listen, I'm not paying to go to the actual Super Bowl because that's going to be way too expensive. But hey, Bucks on the Super Bowl, Iron Gwazi opens in the same week. Best week of my life. Hey, that would be pretty darn good. Bucks won the Super yeah. in Tampa. Razor in the World Series. Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Iron Gwazi opens. I love Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Just got yep. Yeah, well, hey, I'm I'm rooting for the Rays now since my Braves got knocked out. So all they're our Dodger right fans now. out there, yep, they're playing right now as we're recording. All the Dodger fans out there, we love you, but we don't. <laughs> uh, it's still zero zero in the middle of the third. By the way, okay. <laughs> Um, 
And that's been Sports Talk with Jack and Chris. Next up, uh, SNS is trying to make me vomit. I would ride this. So they I'm gonna came ride out it. with a... Yeah, it's a concept video of... um. It's basically Falcon's Fury on steroids. So instead of just tipping you, uh, it goes full 4D, rotates all the way around, and it can be retrofit onto current SNS towers. Cedar Point, you have multiple arms on yours. Just so saying. Here are my thoughts. And the more I think about this, the more I think, depending on how parks implement it, this is going to depend on how much I like it. If Hark just installed on that just free spins, I'm out. But if a park were to install one that was strategically gonna like flip at moments, like here's my thought. You're on power tower at Cedar Point. I'm one of the ones that shoots you up. And so they lift you yes. up and your seats tilt back so you're facing the sky. They shoot you up and at the top you flip out and they're now facing down. I feel like that yeah. could be fantastic. Free spinning on a drop tower? No, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm. I I hope parks are gonna just eventually realize that free spinning in any way is not the way to go. <laughs> you look at free spinning spinners; none of them are as good as time traveler. SNS forty free spins. The controlled version with X two is so much better. Probably gonna be the same for this. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I think if, I think if it's executed right, it will be good. But the way mm -hmm. I initially read it, it sounds like they want to do like a free spin version of it. I'm gonna ride it once, and I hope they put a bucket yep. under me because, yeah. So. Yes, I. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. More more free spins. <laughs> Uh, so Motion Gate Dubai announced two new coasters. One is an SNS 40 free spin themed to John Wick, and the other is a Now You See Me themed Mauer Spinner. Yep. Very interesting this... choice for uh, IPs to theme to. Okay, Now You See Me is a good movie, so I can see that one. And I think a spinner will fit that well. I'm a little more confused about the John Wick uh, free spin. I mean, I know my dad loves John Wick. I've never seen the movies, though. But uh, I know the, I've never seen them, but I know the gist. Uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, Google. Uh, the guy gets his dog stolen, and then he beats people up. That's what I understand. Yeah, basically, he's a hitman. Um, I, do, I need to watch these. It's got a good cast. Um, I'll watch it later. Um, I, free spin. Weird choice, but I think once we hit the next point, uh, it makes a little more sense because they were both originally intended for uh, the Six Flags park that is no longer yeah. happening. Um, mm -hmm. Which makes sense because the rides were there, so they were probably a lot cheaper, and it just makes sense. So, Yes, and then did you also see that this Mauer Spinner is apparently going to be the fastest spinning coaster in the world? Ah. Uh? That's what I read. I'm wondering if it's going to be launched. Um, here, hold on. Let me look time, this up. Time Traveler's got the record right now, right? Yeah. Okay, so Time Traveler goes 50.3 miles an hour. Um, now you see me high roller. 
does not have any statistics given on it yet. Except it does uh, got it has this um Hmm. Interesting. I I'm pretty sure I read that. I'm trying to find it. It looks like it's going to be a custom layout because it doesn't have a um like model Wait, number. What, what did that say? Okay, now you see me as the world's fastest single car spinning coaster. Okay. Oh, there's the kicker. Okay. Yeah, that that so it has an asterisk uh, next to it. I was gonna say because I don't think a mile okay. spin you're going fifty plus miles an hour would be comfortable, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes more sense. Um, both were originally intended for Six Flags. I'm thinking that that's the same case with that massive GCI. I agree. Which. I, I like. I need them to hurry up and build that and release a POV because apparently it's going to break Steel Vengeance's airtime record. And if that thing's good enough, we might have to bump a trip up a few years to there. Um, but no, like Dubai is getting a crazy good stuff right now. I think, although well, Dubai's where the money is, free spin, whatever. But yeah, anyway, so, very good stuff coming from there. And we'll finish it up with a round of Six Flags news. Uh, Six Flags Great America opening for Holiday in the Park with no rides. And then Six Flags Great Adventure opening for Holiday in the Park with limited rides. Um, I know a surprise here. Uh, Chicago, of course, um, took a... Not a, It was a route similar to California, but also, I think, more justified when you look at how... Chicago's COVID went. Um, and then Great Adventure has been open pretty much the second half of our normal season uh, successfully, and they're shutting down the rides just for winter maintenance and stuff. So I don't think there's yep. any surprises there. This last thing, however. Six so Flags. I'm watching the video right now. Uh huh. Yeah, Six Flags. I can't say it. Kadia. However, the the one that we Lydia, all thought Kadia. wasn't gonna happen is apparently actually gonna happen. It's not. I'm a still not gonna believe people. it till I see it. So, reported they've last couple of weeks they've released new concept art for some of their coasters. One of them is gonna be it looks like a Vacoma tilt called Iron Rattler Mine Train. I think they were just like Fiesta Texas. What are two rides we could smash together and get a cool name? Hmm. Uh, so you got the, the two right next to each other. Exactly. It sounds like a great idea to me. Anyway, so with that, um, but so reportedly no coasters or anything have started showing up yet, but they're already building roads to the park and they're building the foundations and like infrastructure for the park already. So this thing mm-hmm. is happening, apparently. I think the big mm-hmm. question. For me, I think when this originally was announced, we were all just so caught off guard by uh unbelievable coaster that I'm forgetting the name of. Um, Falcon's Flight. Falcon's Flight, there it is. Uh, like, try to accelerate you down a mountain type thing. Yeah, that, we just, none of us could believe that, and I still don't believe that. 
But I think this park is going to happen. Now, whether or not it comes to the insane fruition that that original concept art was yet to be seen, but I think this has potential. I think Falcon's Flight could definitely be a record breaker in most categories. However, I don't, I, I still can't see it being as crazy as they had it. Oh, well, there, that was just such an early animation. And it depends on yeah. who builds it and if they, like, really, there's so much we don't know about it. Um, yeah. It, if it gets built, it'll probably be a contender for the best coaster in the world if it's like actually breaks all those records. Yeah, there's. Hmm. Six Flags, you never cease to amaze us or disappoint us. Uh, they won't spend enough for a single giga in North America, yet they'll build a 600-foot-tall coaster in Saudi Arabia. Gotcha. All uh, right. Granted. I know it's not actually them. For it. <laughs> they I, just I, yeah, put my name on it. <laughs> anyway, so um, that's weekly news. Uh, bunch of stuff. And now we're moving on to Ride of the Week. And we've got a new category. Uh, we finished mm-hmm. up RMCs last week, and now we're moving on to a classic wooden co- coasters category. So, for this category, we'll lay out like our criteria to get in. Um, it had to be built, I think we said before the year two thousand, and then, like and not go. GCI Gravity Group or RMC. Yeah, that well, was pretty well, much. Let's it. say this. The in the year or before the year two thousand, because one of our choices is was built in two thousand. But that was our like tradition, or that was like our idea. You get the idea of classic Woody. We're talking CCIs, PTCs, like custom nineteen twenty rides. And as always, we yep. try to make sure one of us has ridden it. And then from there, we literally just hit refresh on RCDV probably five hundred times until we got four of them. So exactly. The choices are choices we have, boss. Uh, Jackrabbit at Kenny, Kennywood, yes. Giant Dipper, I can't talk. Giant Dipper at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk and Rampage at Alabama Adventure. So, all right. I've got the wheel. I'm going to spin. I am spinning now. Spinning, spinning, spinning wheel. Rampage at Alabama Adventure. Woohoo! Yay! Um, okay, Rampage is one of the best CCIs. You should all go ride it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. The end. <laughs> uh, no, um, right, I haven't written it yet. No. So, we actually did an episode where we talked about Rampage a lot more in detail. So, I'll first say, if you want to hear like my initial reaction and thoughts on Rampage, go listen to that episode. It was called, uh, I think it was called Justin from Snapshots Made Yesterday and Jack's Alabama Adventure. That sounds right. Uh, I will Let me look at it real quick. It was episode 9. It came out on June 3rd. And yeah, Justin from Snapshot Made Yesterday and Jack's Alabama Adventure. That was the episode title. That great way to start. Um, but my thoughts on it are it is an amazing terrain coaster with a ton of great airtime, a ton of good laterals. And in my opinion, pretty darn smooth for a coaster that was built 22 years ago and a park that really doesn't have that much of a budget to maintain it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, really, like, okay, let's see. Highlights. uh, There's a couple of really strong pops of airtime. It's just, it really, really just an all-around good example of what CCI did great. 
and reasons why I wish they had never gone defunct because every park in America could use a Woody like that. Yeah. So I haven't ridden it. It definitely looks really, really solid. Um, the location looks really cool, which I, I love coasters in good locations, especially wooden coasters. Looks like it's got a good combination of laterals and airtime. And uh, I think one of Jack's best pictures is of Rampage. Me and uh, John Mike <laughs> were gushing over that picture one night. Oh, that picture, yep. <laughs> um, but no, it definitely looks really solid. Uh, with Alabama Adventure not being too far from me, I'll definitely get there uh, probably within the next couple of years and ride it. But as of right now, I can't say too much since I haven't. But, I mean, I really love CCI as well. So Raven and Legend are both amazing. So I'm sure uh, Rampage will be as well. Yeah, well, if, when you go, of course, I'll try to get down there. Um, because mm-hmm. I love Rampage. And as I said in that episode we did on it, uh, I love the park as well. Uh, super great park. Really small, but really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's All Rampage. Right. Um, mm, we're doing it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so now Jack gets to plug his merch. Yes, buy my merch, people. It is here. The 2021 TMP calendars are here. Uh, and like when I say are here, I mean for real. They're sitting in my room right now waiting for orders. First thing that's happening, though, is the 2021 calendar giveaway. All you've got to do is like, retweet, or comment, or do all three on the post I made on Twitter on October 19th. It's got three pictures of the calendar. You've got until this Friday, October 24th, to enter. Um, And if you're one of our listeners and you're listening, and you send me a DM or tweet the coaster, just tweet Nighthawk at me, you get five extra entries for listening to this show. So. I like it. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so Nighthawk. I don't like Nighthawk, but I like that. I picked it for a reason, because that way people can't guess (laughs) it. Um, Nighthawk at Carowinds. Tweet me about it. Reply to any of my tweets. If I see it, you go on the spreadsheet five extra times. There's going to be more ways to enter, so keep an eye out for that. And yeah, uh, just uh, buy the calendars. They support uh, both the Twisted Traveler podcast and the Thrilling Moments Photography, which are just kind of interloped at this point. Um, So yeah, there's my plug. If you want to learn all about the calendars, there's like a full list of what's in them and how much they cost. $20 shipped anywhere in the U.S. So there you go. There's my merch plug for the week. Yeah. All right, so um, trip report time. Yeah, we're we here. We're here. Um, okay, so yeah, Chris and I got to do some trips over my like fall break and his like. I guess it's kind of your fall break. Um, so I started out. Uh, I'll do my quick little like before the coastering part. Uh, I went up to Michigan to see some family. Flew the drone around, did some fun stuff up there, and then started my coaster trip. I went to Michigan's Adventure and Cedar Point, both just to take pictures. That was awesome. Uh, Shivering Timbers is looking great this year. Loved it in the fall colors. 
Then I went and stood at Battery Park for like four and a half hours to take pictures of Cedar Point at sun or at night and then at sunrise. Uh, those are all over Twitter and Instagram, so they turned out awesome. And then I got in the car and drove to Knobles. And then we both got to go to parks. Um, so like I said, I made the Knobles. Uh, at this point in time, I think Chris was on a flight or about to get on a flight to head up to Pennsylvania. So we both got to go to Knobles and Hershey. We did Hershey yep. together, Knobles separate. For the like, for the like strength of, well, I can't think of words tonight. For the purpose of time, there it is. There's the saying. We're going to talk about Knobles together since that's the same part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So All right. I'll let you take the lead on this because I've been before. I'd been before. You hadn't. So you go with your thoughts on it first, and then I'll give mine. Where are we starting? Um, you d- just walk through your day, and then I'll give comments on my day after, but we can talk about rides together. Um, for Knobles or Hershey? Yeah. Okay, let's so do for- Knobles first. All right. So my day at Knobles started uh, – I got there probably about 20 minutes before opening. And I could already tell that it was going to be a very, very crowded day uh, because the parking lot was about half full 20 minutes before opening. And uh, I went to redeem my all day pass and I waited probably about 15 minutes uh, to get my pass. So I got it and I went straight to Impulse. Now, Impulse, uh, obviously only one family per train because of covid and so i probably waited 45 minutes for it even though the the queue itself wasn't that long but it was on one train with only one party per train but you know with a park like Knobles, i can't get too mad at that because it's smaller in operating costs i understand at a park like this at six flags fiesta texas i don't but whatever (laughs) Uh, (laughs) always back to fiesta texas um so yeah i i wrote impulse and I thought it was very good. I, definitely not an elite ride or anything. Probably about on Daredevil Dives level. Um, but good airtime on the first drop. Good hang time on the last inversion. Solid G's. You know, just perfectly balanced ride that's a good fit for a park like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my quick thought. I got to ride it before the new trains, after the new trains. I couldn't tell much of a difference. Um, it's good ride. I think it's great for smaller parks like Knobles. Is it my favorite? No. Is it the worst? Definitely not. So, Impulse. Oh, and the light package looks great now. Um, I wasn't. Yeah, I closed at 5 my day, so I didn't get to see it. But Yeah, um, my, so, yeah my day was a 6 to 10, so I got to do everything at night, uh, which is Mine nuts. was 12 to 5. But, um, but, yeah. Definitely, you know, Verbolton's still the king of zeros in my eyes as of right now, but still a, a solid ride. Um, after that, I got something to eat and, you know, Knobles famous for their food. And yes, it was very, very good and cheap, which I appreciated. Like this, yep. I, I was really feeling this park's atmosphere at this point. Like I really enjoyed just being there because of how unique and just cool of a vibe. Exactly. It gave exactly. You just walk in, look up, you walk in from any direction. It's just like, this is a cool place. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, there was food everywhere. Like, every single stand was food. It seemed like. Or t-shirts. Any corner. Or t-shirts, yes. They had so many t-shirts. Um, after that, I rode the kitty coaster. 
And at this point in the day, I'm already telling one of my favorite things about Knovels that dogs are allowed inside because I love dogs. <laughs> just oh, I knew you were bring there's, that so, there's so many good boys everywhere. I love just seeing them and saying hi. So for, for if you haven't figured, yeah, Chris really loves his dogs, and yeah, I we were talking about like what would happen if we brought like Pepper to that park, or like what do you think? Like just imagine taking Pepper or Roland to the park. Well, Roland is not trained well enough for that. He'd go crazy. Um, we're pretty sure if we took Pepper, we wouldn't make it past Impulse because she'd just roll over for a belly rub and never get up. Yeah. <laughs> But waiting in line for the kitty coaster, uh, three big dogs barking every time it went around. That was really cool and, and nice and entertaining for me to watch. Um, Cosmos Curves has some legit airtime at points, gotta say. Well, that's fun, isn't it? I know. And it goes over water. Like, <laughs> this park was just so cool. <laughs> Complete package right there. Um, I know. Yeah, I only got that credit this trip around. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really like that model of family coaster, so I don't mm -hmm. mind being like the weirdo that rides those. Yeah, I don't either. I was in the back too, so yeah, the back. Uh huh. Um, after that, I headed to Twister. Um, it had a pretty long line. I waited probably about thirty minutes. I really like how Knobles puts Halloween decorations throughout the queues. I thought that was really cool. Like, you could tell that they, they really like Halloween at that park. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, at least that stuff to look at through the queue. Got on. Um, really liked the ride-up because she gave me a ton of room. And then as the train was leaving, looked at me and said, choo-choo. So I was like, yep, I like you. <laughs> Rode it. Uh, and because of that amount she gave me, I was flying out of my seat like crazy ejector. Like that ride is a really, really, really good balance of laterals and ejector while all being smooth. And it, gets, like, oh, it was really good. It gets so overshadowed by Phoenix. It's not funny because that ride is amazing. Yes, it is. It really is. Like, and it seems like it goes on forever. It's a really long ride. And the, yeah, the yeah. lift hill thing just adds character. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know that's coming either, it's hilarious. Like, so the first time I rode this back in uh, 2018, my dad and I rode it. I knew about the double lift, but my dad didn't. So we're going up the lift and we're going up and we're going up. And then it just kind of turns. It just stops and goes to the left. It's like, what is this about? And I'm like, oh, just wait, just wait. And then we start going up another lift till he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, this is this thing is happening. Yeah, that uh, ride just that was a really good coaster. Mm -hmm. Really, really solid. And then uh, after that, headed to the star attraction, one of my top bucket list coasters for a long time. A classic Woody relocated from Texas, the golden ticket award winning best wooden coaster in the world, Phoenix. And that ride is legit. <laughs> the the airtime. Oh my gosh. I, I only ended up getting two backer rides because it had about a 40 minute wait both times I waited. And only a five hour day. So I didn't have a ton of time. Um, but first ride. The tunnel's really cool because it just stays pitch black for a while while you're in there. Uh, so, question. Yeah. Did they have the fog on? No, but they had Halloween decorations uh, in it. Okay, so at night, 
they fill the whole tunnel with fog and you've got the Halloween decorations. But as you're about to turn the corner into the lift hill, there's a giant semi-truck horn that they blast and it scares the living crap out of you. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, oh, man, I need to go to that park at night. Yeah, so there's just a giant semi-truck horn that goes, and you just jump. And then you're just going up the lift hill the next thing you know. Yeah. It's... Oh, great. So, I I got two backward rides, and the first drop, I'm going to be real, I was like, well, Comet's first drop was better than that, and then it just got, like, way crazier, way more insane throughout the whole thing. It just gets, like, you you were right when you told me it just gets better and better and better. Uh, the finale, where you're just flying, is ridiculous. <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I I've never gotten so high up on any ride in my life. It I was told crazy. you, you're just, gonna, you're just gonna go through those bunny hops, and you're gonna like, leave the seat and slam into the restraint. What is it with Pennsylvania and coasters that literally try to throw you from it? Like, oh, I, well, and this, like, and what's even crazier is like each of those hills gets better. Like by the time you get the last one, it's just you're, you. <laughs> You haven't even hit the seat again by the time you're the last one. You like you go over the second to last hill and you're flying upwards, and then you start to lower down, and then you hit the other one and you just slam and pop back up. Yep. Uh, My that dad ride and I ride that. Like we don't giddy laugh on coasters. We were cracking up by the yeah, time it's we just, hit that. It, it's fun but insane, like, in a legitimately good coaster way at the same time. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's like a really good thing. balance of that. So, like, is it, uh, like, the most insane, amazing coaster ever built? No, but does it do what it does extremely well? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah, I was having so much fun, like, just because that park has such good atmosphere, and to have a ride that, like, like that, which usually just like a normal layout classic wooden coaster like that isn't going to be something insane. But for this park to have a ride like that and it to be better than every single other of anything like that is just, that's so perfect to me. That just puts the cherry on top for Canova. Mm -hmm. Like I was not expecting that ride to be a top 15 coaster, but it is for me. And I know that it won the golden ticket awards. It's not my favorite wooden coaster, but it, right now it's my fourth. I I still have Mystic, Lightning Rod, and Voyage above it. Yeah, I think it's sitting like the probably I think it's like in the 18th or 19th spot for me. Which, if you look at the average between Chris and I, that's about the same position. Yeah. Or like because I I've run. I oh, think it's my 13. More. I'm gonna go look now. And I think the only reason it's a little low for me is because I've just ridden a few more coasters, most of them in California, that um, just give it the edge. Uh, where, to? Where, is, where is it? It's Yeah, it's sitting at 17. So Yeah, I, I'm missing that park already, and I've only been home for like two days now. Uh, yeah, it's, that was just such a fun just day. So charming and unique and there's nothing else like it and we did an episode a couple of weeks ago where we talked about like our top five favorite parks i already want to revisit that because knobles is in there somewhere i don't know it's not a top five i don't even think it's a top 10 just because coaster lineups for others are genuinely so much better but like 
for what it does, it does so well. Well, yeah, and it's the, I agree with it. It's the pinnacle of American small parks. Like, you think yes. small parks, Alabama Adventure, Knoebel, Stricker's Grove, parks like that. This is the pinnacle. This is what they all want to be. And I understand why, because it's, it's amazing. And I would, I, I would literally get in my car, drive up there just for Knoebel's. Like, Hershey yes. and Dornier are only like an hour and a half away, but I would go just for Knoebel's. Yes, I would too. Like, obviously, I'd stop at Hershey if I'm up there. But if you told me, hey, you can go on a trip to just go to Knoebel's right now, I, I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't, like, try to make some argument to go to Hershey also. I'd be fine with just going to Knoebel's. Uh, see, that's why I think it's, like, a top five park. Because we're saying this. We would go there without going to Hershey. And Hershey is another amazing park that we're going to talk well, about. Well, I'd just say the minute. same for every park above me also. Yeah, or above it. True. So, but, yeah, it, it's amazing like it's so that's such a big factor for me Uh, it's just so much different than anything else there's dogs everywhere you've got a classic wooden coaster that's legitimately one of the best coasters in the world you've got this weird twister layout coaster you've got zero coaster like it it's amazing and then um (laughs) black diamond no go ahead talk about it make me feel sad Okay, so Jack doesn't have the Black Diamond credit, even though he's been there twice, and I do. Because yep. I was hoping the day I went. So the first time I went, we were so rushed on time, we didn't get to do it, and then they didn't have it open on Friday night when I was there. So, And it was open Rip. when I went. That ride is comically good. Um, it, you know, it doesn't have much coaster parts, but it has really good theming, and the storyline was like, confusing and hard to follow which made it funny because me and my dad were trying to figure out what's happening like we're in a mine shaft and then something happens and then i don't know if we were in hell or i don't know what happens <laughs> like there's walls shaking around me now and there's like houses burning on hills and i'm like how did i get out of the mine here am i in hell uh, <laughs> so it, it was comically good in that way it, I did say it's like similar to Blazing Fury. That's, and I've Fire always in the heard hole. it described the Blazing Fury and Fire in the Hole. It's like a almost cheesier, more comical version of that. Yes, and I'd put it over those two for that reason. Well, I I look forward to riding it again. I would get in my car and drive up there right now just to ride that. And yeah, of course, Phoenix and everything are right there, so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Did you get to do any of the flats or anything? Uh, I, you know, honestly, I could have, but I prioritized a second Phoenix ride over anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, and on out of the park, um, there was a, a young man, probably in his twenties who, um, obviously had some issues, if you know what I'm saying, like ones that he can't control, who, uh, was trying to fight somebody and throwing rocks at security guards. Entertaining. Yeah, my dad almost sat down next to him. My mom yelled at him and said, sit over on that bench because the guy was like trying to punch random people. So um, that that was interesting. Just wanted to throw that in at the end, but still, Canoe's amazing park. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went during like the, uh, they, they call it like uh, Fall Fun Fest or something like that. Super great to do the park at night. Like so much like light. I can spend hours doing long exposure photography of that park. Um, mm-hmm. All their coasters are, I've gotten to ride them all day and all at night now. 
crazy how good they get at night. Like they're fantastic during the day. They get even crazier at night. Um, trying to think. Uh, the carousel. I didn't get to ride it on this trip. Carousel's fantastic. Um, I don't think they were doing rings because of COVID, though. Yeah, I've heard that, which is why I didn't like pitch a fit over not getting to ride it. I have one of the rings on my bulletin board. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I did get to do the flyers. They were really good. I want to ride them again because my dad and I were considerate and we rode together so that they could have better capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't get to do like the full effect of snapping because it requires like being able to fully shift your weight. Um, yeah, but they were really good without that. Definitely the best I've done, even riding with two people in one. And then my all-time favorite game, Fascination. It is so good. I love that game. It is a money suck. It's just so good. Um, if you haven't played, basically what it is, is it's kind of like playing bingo, but with a like racquetball tile style thing, and you have to roll the ball up into like this five by five grid, and you're trying to get like um, a row across, up and down, or diagonal. And if you do that first among the like hundred tables they have in the room, you win. And it's all like gambling style, but with tickets. So depending on the number of people playing and like the row you get depends on the number of tickets. It's just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make a point of trying to play every time we go. Do I, I don't regret spending that money at all. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up is t-shirts. This park has so many t-shirts. It took me like 20 minutes to figure out which Phoenix shirt I want. Because <laughs> there was so many. Oh yeah, there's the t-shirt shops galore. And each of those t-shirt shops has hundreds, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I still haven't even gotten a t-shirt from Knobles. Because every time we've gone, we've been like, let's ride stuff. And we just forget to go shopping. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Knobles, uh, I think as you can't tell, we love that park. Um, and we will definitely both be back sooner rather than later because Phoenix. And Chris yes. needs the flying turns cred. Mm. Um, all right, so then there was Hershey Park. Well, there was a lot of stuff that happened before Hershey, too. Let's see, Eating. where do we start? Eating. Chocolate World. You okay, we'll start with Chocolate that. World. Let's start with Chocolate World. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Y'all got there a little before my dad and I did. Jack drove on some back roads because back roads in Pennsylvania are a ton of fun. Uh, we got there. Uh, you were sitting at a picnic table and I, we walked up, and that was our reunion. It was grand and exciting. And, and Candemonium was right there. And Candemonium was right there, and I could, like, you could tell we were both happy to see each other, but we were also both, like, we're ready for coasters. Yes. Um, um, so we went in the World of Chocolate store. We did the dark ride, which is my new number one. Uh, <laughs> and then the we got the chocolate, that, which was very good. we got good. the chocolate, and the chocolate was real. I told you, it's so much better at Hershey, right? Like, when you were there. Yes, yes. The chocolate That's... was very good. Then um, we walked down. Looked at yeah, candy. Yeah. Went yeah, in the store. Went uh, yeah. We went over. We took a couple of pictures in front of the park. Um, then we went in the store. Yep. And Chris spent a lot of money really fast. I bought, I bought my Nanos. I, I had to 
get Jack one because of uh, our episode, which was it's it's titled the GP Challenge. If you want to know what yep. the bet was, definitely go listen to that. That was a fun episode. Yeah, but um, episode number three. Well, quick recap: we had one of Chris's friends on and one of my friends on their GP, and we basically made them play roller coaster trivia. And the winner gets $20. Now that I got my prize, Madison gets hers. Um, but we also made the wager on it between ourselves was that the loser has to buy the winner a nano coaster. So Yes, so Jack got his Skyrush Nano. Yep, it's um, sitting over there. We're going to build them after we record. Have you built yours yet? I built my candy one, but not Skyrush. Okay, we'll build the Skyrush ones together then. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh and then we went and ate lunch at this great diner that I'm totally forgetting the name of, but it was really good. Philip something. Uh, what was it? I know where it is in relation to the park, um, so we're going to go do it that way. Harrisburg. Well, yeah, so um, in the meantime, we ate. That was very good. Um, seeing Skyrush from the restaurant made me very excited. Um, so... Afterwards, let's see, we drove down near Skyrush, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of yeah. drove like right behind it, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go back there to take pictures? No, I was so exhausted at that point, and I don't think I told you, but I woke up with like a really bad stomach ache the next morning. And so Oof. I was like, so I was just like, I am sleeping in. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so we got to the park after eating. And we walk up to the entrance. Okay, real quick. It was called Philip Arthur's Cafe. Yes, that was super, it. Super, super good. If you're in Hershey, go eat there. Okay, next. So we got to the park, and uh, not a great start with how crowded it was. It was super, super, yes. super busy. Um, Crazy crowded. Um, once they started letting people in, though, everybody spread out, and it was much better. And this was probably the most crowded day at a park of, that I've been to, like, on that day in the whole year. Yeah, this, this was definitely year. the busiest I've seen a theme park, best, busiest I've been at a theme park. So, um, good to see parks doing business like yes. this. Um, they kind of inconvenienced us a little bit. It's, like, how, it's hard to complain because you know it's good for them. So Right, well... And, you know, we, we ended up having an amazing day. So any park that can be that crowded, and I still have that much fun as Leet Hit, and you know it. Yep. So, but let's start out with the highlight of this whole thing, pretty much, uh, which was, what did you get to do? It was my 200th coaster. And obviously it was Skyrush. Uh, everybody flocked to Candy. We went to Skyrush. We were on one of the first trains of the day. Went front row. Rode it. I made you ride left wing. Yes. Hit the brake run, and my jaw was just dropped. And I, I remember as we pulled into like the second brake run after the little dip, I looked over at you and just went, "Huh?" Oh. <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. And it was the per- it was just like a, huh? And you just I, I, looking like, at me. I was like, real. It's like I know, and I think I was like, I know, right? Yeah. And Front so row. We, we immediately got off. And got right back in line. I was like, okay, you've done the front now. Let's do the back. I got back <laughs> right. All right, let's start <laughs> off with this. 
the one thing I want to say, anybody who says that this thing's restraint is bad, we must have rode a different ride because I didn't feel nothing. Like, at the end of the second ride, I could feel it a little bit because my phone was getting crushed in my pocket onto my thigh, but, like, that was it, and it wasn't that bad. So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing, if you get room for this drop, I swear if you don't hold on, you will fly out. I am convinced. Like, there's no other explanation. It's like we started on the drop, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. And then we, like, hit a random other bump. And that is a whoosh. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I swear if I didn't know that, I would have flown out. And your dad was saying the same thing at the, on the break run to me. He was like, what was that on that drop? I I was so, in disbelief. Flashback to 2017, the first time I rode it. I remember the same thing. It's like back row on the Sky Rush was the only coaster that I have ever grabbed on for dear life. Yeah, it- it's ridiculous. And then you have like high G moments, those two big hills after crazy ejector. And then probably my second favorite moment of the ride, other than the drop, is that weird. Um, it's almost an airtime 305 hill. twisty airtime hill type yes. thing. So in the back right, when I hit this, I'm getting crazy ejector. But at the same time, my back is like getting snapped at a 90 degree angle as I'm getting whipped to the side. And like one of the craziest feelings I've ever had. And like after that back row ride, hit the brake run. Now I'm in even more disbelief. And I'm thinking, there's no way this is as good as it is. I never expected this to get a 10 out of 10. And I swear this ride is like five times what engines will ever be. I, I said it. It's so much better. It's, it's ridiculous so how good. good it is. Yeah, so I hadn't ridden it since 2017. And I was just like, I know what I'm getting myself into. And I still came off like, holy crap. I forgot how much it, this thing it was does ridiculous. to you. And I remember. So our, goodness. Our second ride in the back row, like it popped every single bone in my back. Like I heard them go as we're going down the drop in, into that turn. Cause my whole body is just going to the side because it's throwing me up and to the side all at once. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, like I remember getting off on that second ride and with how crowded Hershey was, I wasn't sure how much I was going to get to ride. So at, at that point, I remember I said to you, Jack, I said, even if I ride nothing else today, my day is made. Like, I was so happy. That that perfect. I, and I, I still stand by that. I would have been cool if I rode nothing else that day. Oh, it's so good. That's It's just so insane. Like, yeah. Skyrush, hey. we love you. It's in both of our top fives now. It had dropped out of it for a while for me. It is back in my top five. It's in Chris's top five. Steel Vengeance dropped again. Like, the reason why I compare it to Steve is I never expected it to actually be better than any of my four coasters that I had said would be a 10 out of 10 before. And it did beat Steel Vengeance. Like, it is a 10 out of 10. And I was not expecting that. Like, it surpassed my expectations by so much. Yeah. Well, we could spend a while. We could probably devote, again, like a whole ride of the week. Uh, like review mm-hmm. the sky rush and i'm sure we will one day but let's move on to our next coaster we ran over to great bear yes um, super fun as a lot mm-hmm. 
it was better than I remember it being, but still not as good as I always hope it will be. Yep. Um, if that makes sense. Um, great, oh, it's got forces, right. good drop, good location, and everything. It just at the end, it kind of starts to meander a bit. Yeah, we we talked about this on the break run. We got row six. Uh, both of us got end seats. So the first thing, like when you do that first little drop into the helix before the big drop, I got to say, I was not expecting that to have as much force as it did, but it really did pick up like a lot of speed. And then you go over the, the big drop and you actually get a little bit of floater, but it's nothing crazy. And then you got the loop and the Emmelman, which are in a fantastic setting. The zero G roll might be my favorite zero G roll on any invert. Um, got a lot of snap to it. Yes, it does. Corkscrew had a lot of snap too, but that's the thing is that it's short in length and has a like a real kick, but then it dies out at the end and just kind of meanders. And for that reason, it's my least favorite uh, unique layout BNM invert, just because like it, it's got really solid elements, but it doesn't feel complete. Like even a ride like Patriot, which isn't crazy forceful, at least feels complete to me. Yeah, I agree. It's just a ton. Like, it is really good. I'll say up to the corkscrew because I even like the like the suspense leading up to the corkscrew because you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Mm -hmm. But as soon as you're out of that corkscrew, it's like, okay, I got to start making That's my it. way back up the hill to get to the break. And I feel like you could have worked another corkscrew win or something. Probably. It yeah. It would have been. I think another element could have put this thing towards the top of my invert oh, rankings. Yeah. Um, I really like it. It's definitely higher up than like a ride like Patriot for me because I this has more force than Patriot does, so that's what does it. Because um, mm -hmm. that's... Length on an invert does not mean as much to me as just how forceful they are. Like when I ride an invert, I want to feel something. And to this day, the only like three that have made me feel something are Talon, Raptor, and Montu. So... Okay, yeah. I can see that. I, I understand that argument. And I also like this thing setting is so cool. That that whole area of the park is just really, really awesome. Um next thing I want to do is say rip to super duper looper because it looks really fun, but it was closed. I know, I'll never forget your line. It has a tunnel? Yeah, that was as we were going up the lift to like Great Bear. I was like, wait, super duper looper has a tunnel? I was like, oh I'm like, sad oh, yeah, now. Like, did I forget to mention that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, what? Did, okay, so after that, we did Trailblazer and got to look at Storm Runner, which was sad. Yeah, it's a uh, rip. That's all mm. we got to say. Um, We're going back for that thing. Trailblazer, we can pretty much move on from immediately since it did absolutely nothing, so we don't have to say anything about it. Yep. Um, and then there was Garbage. Yeah, we did uh, Sidewinder. Oh my lord, we were... So like, much worse than Flying Cobras, even with the restraints. It was off. Like, I think we were, like, getting off of that in agony, and I think I told mm -hmm. you, it's like, you might have to carry me. It, it, it rattled so much. Backwards through the loop was... <sighs> oh my goodness, I hated it. PTSD, uh, let's move on. Fahrenheit, this thing is so good now. I know, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, we, we got back row, which is yes. what I wanted. Oh, that drop in the back. That's so the last time I rode it, I thought it was hot garbage. It rattled, it was just me. It was like, oh, this is one and done. Like, 
this thing, holy crap, is it good. I, it's my second favorite at the park now. Uh, it's my third as of right now, and I haven't ridden Stormrunner. Um, but yeah, so back row, really good airtime over the drop. And then going through the inversions, it was like, I, I felt like it was going, it must have been going extra fast. Because did you also get like floater as you were reaching the top of the inversions? Yep. Yeah, I, I was like, what? Where did that come from? And then there's high G's, you know, it's nice and intense. The corkscrews are whippy, but they don't hurt. Like, they don't bang your neck. And then there's that last hill before you hit the brake run. Like, you, you go through the hill and then turn in the brake run. And that I hill is a ton what? of ejector. <laughs> it's great. It's, yeah, super fun. The repaint looks great. Mm -hmm. I took a ton of pictures of it. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed Fahrenheit this year. Yes, I did too. It was very good. And then, okay, uh, so next, Lightning Racer, right? Lightning Racer. Ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Just as just as fun as I remember. Is it the best GCI? No. no. Is it a ton of fun from because of what it does? Yeah. The mm -hmm. racing is great. You've got a couple of really good moments where they're like right beside the train. You've got moments where you're heading straight at the other train. Yep. Just super fun. Um, we I lost think, on Thunder side and won on yeah. Lightning side. Yeah, and I'm definitely, I've been on Team Lightning since I wrote it back in 2017. That didn't change this time at all. Um, I just like, I think Lightning is a bit smoother, and I like its uh, second half where it gets really twisty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I agree. I'm on Team Lightning. Uh, I didn't think the ride was really forceful in any spots, but it did actually have some, some decent floater throughout, so... Uh, I put it over White Lightning and Invader, but under Mystic and Prowler and Thunderhead. Yeah, it's like you can, if you look at it, you can see the beginning of GCI starting to figure out who they are yep. as a company. Because if you, there's some very early precursors to like some Thunderhead style elements, because Thunderhead is largely credited with when GCI decided upon their modern design. And if you I mean if you look at it, it's very much like noticeable that Thunderhead's got some of the first I call them lateral turning airtime bank. They're just where you're like banked. Where you hit like every force. Airs. Yep. And where you get everything at once. And you can see there's a couple of those on this ride. So they were beginning to experiment with it. So I think it's got the best best of both the old school GCIs and the new ones. Um yeah. and then the whole racing aspect. I think it's just fun. And I didn't, I didn't get the chance to ask you this, but does it make you wish you'd gotten to ride Guazi? Oh, I've always wished that I could have ridden Guazi, even if it would have been awful. You know, I mean, it's extra credits, and it just, it just looked cool having a massive dueling GCI like that. You know, I, I always wish I could have tried it to see if I would have like actually enjoyed it, but I didn't. And it also makes me wish that I could have rode dueling dragons uh, while it was actually dueling. Never got yeah, to do that. I get that. Um, but yeah, Lightning Racer was really good. And then we, we rode Candy, right? Yeah, then we went all the way back to the front of the park to do Candemonium. Which had a wait in the building now. <laughs> That's why we went over there. It was around the corner in the first half of the day, and it finally went inside. So what did we wait? Probably minutes? Yeah. I, you know, hilariously enough, hold on. I want to look at something. 
I don't think I ever okay. turn that timer off. Yep, I never Wait, turn that timer serious? off. It's been 76 hours, 38 minutes, and 42 seconds since we got in line for Candemonium. <laughs> That's how long we waited for Candemonium, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I, you um, said it, and I was like, I started a timer, but I don't think I ever turned it off. <laughs> so, so I think we have mixed opinions on this ride. Um, yeah. Different, I, differing opinions. I think our reviews of the ride are the same. I think our expectations going in yep. were different. And I think that's why our rankings of the ride look different. Because Chris enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. It was fun. Chris ranked it higher and I think enjoyed it more than I did. And the reason I didn't enjoy it as much is because I had higher expectations for what the ride was going to be like. Well, on the way home uh, on the plane, I shook up my rankings a little bit. So it did drop a little bit, but I, I had originally ranked it at 13. And then I rode Phoenix, and Phoenix dropped it to my 14. And then I shook it up, and it's now at 16 for me. Um, but so we got second to back. I thought the drop was very, very good. Not as good as Mako's, but still very good. Um, that first airtime hill was also very very good i i think i counted and got about six seconds straight of floater on it and then the rest of the way there is still like decent floater on all the camelbacks but nothing crazy and then the outward bank wave turn thing was really 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 good that that was yeah, that probably was, my second favorite moment of the ride that was easily my favorite i got to ride it in the magic seat because chris and i played rock paper scissors over who would get to do it um I've been I've been referring to that as like the tip out turn. Mm -hmm. um, that was easily the best part of the ride. It was also it's the most unique part of the ride, so I think that gave it some bonus points. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I think you had another good airtime hill. You had the turn around the fountain, which was cool. Little hop into the brake run, and then like a turn into another brake run. Yep. So so you let's get, compare you expectations. Get, so I think the biggest thing that it failed for me, um, it one, it does not help that I got to ride Orion a bunch before I rode this. Um, and Orion is a much faster, much more intense, and has while it doesn't have as much airtime, the airtime it does have is more in it's not more sustained, but it is more intense. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the big thing was the airtime was there. But when we were like a Mako, the first time I rode Mako, I remember being like rocketed out of my seat. Yes. And over those airtime hills, I remember like flying out and like feeling like I was going to like just fly away. On Candemonium, while you still got like, I think we counted like six or seven good seconds of sustained airtime, it wasn't like immediate. Like you floated up and it really felt like you were just floating up, up, up and you hit your climax and then you just floated down, down, down. There was no like moment of lift and just sustained at that height. Like, and that's yeah. almost more what Mako does. Yeah. I think I, okay, I, I, I agree. can be like rocketed out of my seat and just hold there. And so that was the big thing. It was like, it didn't just, the airtime was there. It wasn't as intense as I expected. And I think that was its big blow. Was it was not as intense as I expected. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought that at its worst, it, it would be 
my least favorite hyper. And I always try to ex- like leave my expectations at what a riot will be at its worst, I think. And if it does worse than that, then we got a big problem. But um, I thought at its best, it would probably be my second favorite hyper. And that's where it ended up. Um, I think it's second better. favorite B&M hyper. Yes, I, I think it's better than Diamondback, but not as good as Mako. Remember who executive produces this podcast for a second, and then he okay, knows continue. my opinion. We 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 always talk about this stuff. When we were at Hershey, we talked about Diamondback versus Candy while on the break run. He knows that I think Candy's better than Diamondback. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. A little bit short, but very good airtime throughout. Uh, good pacing. So, uh, and I didn't think the trims hit too hard. The second one definitely that hit harder. First. Hit harder. But not it wasn't like crazy hard. So I really liked it. Um, I think that whole new area of Hershey looks fantastic. The Kisses Fountain looks great. They really did a good job. And I think Candy's a good fit for this park. Oh, there's no, I think it's a great fit for the park. And I agree, the whole area just looks fantastic. I think I just, my expectations were higher. It didn't deliver on them. I think I'll go back. I'll ride it. It will go up on my rankings. I'll, like, I've had several coasters do that. Maverick, Millennium Force, um, heck, Phoenix wasn't even that high in my rankings originally. And then I wrote it again. I was like, oh, that's a lot better than I remember. Skyrush never even got as high as it did on. So, bunch yeah. of rides that are like, oh, most coasters I ride a second time, they go up. Because we did only get one ride on it. So, yeah. Um, um, and okay. I know Chris said where he has it ranked. I have it down at 48. Uh, it's below yeah. almost every. Does. It's below almost every other hyper. I think the only one I have below it, only other B and M hyper I have below it, is Behemoth. You have so, Intimidator over it. I do. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Jack. I actually know Intimidator is under it. Okay, good. Okay, Intimidator and Behemoth are under it, but you've got Goliath, Diamondback, Mako. Those are all over it. Okay, so, all right, we only had let's see three more coasters to ride. Uh, you had more. I you had more than that, didn't you? No, I don't think so. One, two. You had four. You only got to ride three. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no, the kitty coaster too. Okay, f- okay. So at th- at this point, I think um, we split up. I was like, I'm gonna take pictures of Candemonium for a bit, and you went and you were gonna do Comet. Yes, and come like an hour and a half long line, which was ridiculous. So I passed. And from there, you went over to Wildcat? Yes. Okay, let's yeah, talk about Wildcat. Right. Okay, you can, so, this is all on you because I only gosh. have one ride on yep. it, and it's been, been a hot minute. Okay, I've got good and bad takeaways from Wildcat. First, the bad. Hershey, what are you doing uh, only social distancing on your wooden coasters? I don't really see the point of that. But yeah, only the wooden coasters were being social distance, making the line crazy long. A line that looked like it would probably be 20 minutes ended up being like an hour and a half. Um, they were splitting the line halfway through and then holding it there for about 20 minutes at a time. Uh, they were on two, they were on two train ops, but they were loading every other train with all fast pass people, which no bueno. And then um, the operations just generally weren't that fast. So I ended up waiting like an hour and a half. Um, but the good is that I don't think the ride is that bad. It has redeemable qualities. It, it has decent forces. I didn't think it was that rough. Towards the second half, you know, it, 
jackhammered a little bit, but not that awful. And it has like a, a decent layout where I got some decent lats, some good positives, but no airtime. Um, it's it's a fine ride, but <laughs> oh boy, I <laughs> I still think if they RMC'd it, that would just add so much to Hershey's lineup and almost perfect that park. So I'm on Team RMC Wildcat, even though it, it's a decent ride. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I I think I've made this point to you while we were at the park. It's a good ride. I don't know how much RMC could do with that layout. Um, I would rather see Hershey get a ground up of some sorts from RMC, but that's just my opinion. I also didn't get to ride Wildcat. because So while Chris went to do this, I started taking pictures of Candemonium. And then my dad and I went to find you in the comment line, and we were just going to see where you were. And then when you called me and said, oh, I'm at uh, Wildcat, it's like, okay, well, we're going to ride Skyrush then since we're right here. We got in line for Skyrush. Um, met Owen from Upstate Coasters. Go give him a follow. Great guy. Uh, super nice hanging out with you if you're listening. Um, got in line, got in the station, and it e-stopped on the lift hill. And so they're up at the very top of this lift hill. And it, was, it wasn't something with the lift or the station. It was actually the final brake run. One of the brake fins or something was just misaligned or not like going well with the computer. And so they went, they checked the brake fin. Uh, it was, everything was good in like actuality. So they forced the train over the top of the lift, got it through, got those people off, sent a couple test cycles, and we were on like the next train out or something like that. So we rode and we're going through. I got back row, left wing seat, whole at night sky rushes insane. That like solidified it in my top five. Um, Hit the brakes, roll into the station, and our we were in the back row until we come to a stop, and it, it was so close we couldn't even tell. And so they release our, re, they were like, "Okay, go ahead, number because the seatbelts push down, pull up, everyone push down, our restraints won't go up." And we look, and we're like, "The train right after us was stuck on top of the lift hill." <laughs> you got so unlucky. Well, see it so, as you want to, lucky or unlucky. I, well, it's good I got because well, I would have gotten the ride either way. I was rather have I would have wanted to be in the front row if we were stuck on that lift hill because the second time it east stopped, the front car was hanging over the drop. Mm-hmm. Um, either but so we uh we were stuck there. I got a cool picture looking down. Did I show it to you? I got a cool picture looking down the sky rush break run that you usually can't yeah. get because you don't have time. Yeah, I saw um, it. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, and so then they got us, and they actually had to like roll us forward an inch because we hadn't perfectly parked um, because the ride e-stopped itself. Um, and then we got off, and then we met up with you over by Wildcat. Yeah. And yeah. you were, I think you were, you were frustrated at this point with the Wildcat ride ops. I know that. Yeah, but I just, I moved on. There's nothing I can do about it. And uh, we went and had a very fun ride. Time of our lives. <laughs> I swear, our luck with wild mouse coasters. Okay, so first thing, we continuous loading wild... station. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. We're, I think we need to form the wild mouse coaster enthusiast club, or sorry, wild mouse roller enthusiast club. Uh, because we love these things for some reason. 
Um, yeah, so, okay, backstory with Sand Serpent at Bush Gardens. Uh, that video, I had a quotable quote where I said, it's diamond back all over again when we hit a trim, and, you know, me and Jack found that to be the funniest thing in the world. Watched that clip like 20 times over that night and was laughing like crazy. So It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Yes. Uh, but this. So, <laughs> we get on. Continuous <laughs> loading station. Goes right and through. We're in the front row. We're going up the lift. And we I look up and the train in front of us is going around one of the one of the turns. And it just like so fast. And I look over at you and I'm like, Jack, that went so fast. What are we about to experience? So we go through and no trims it at all. It was well, I think the fastest. It was nuts. Yes. It was just out of control. I think one trim hit the entire way, and it didn't even really hit. It just kind of tapped. Well, I think that was one of the blocks. Like, only the block hit. All of the trims yeah, even, didn't. Yeah, even then, it just kind of tapped. It didn't even really hit. And that wasn't until um, towards the end of the ride. Yeah, and so, yeah, Chris and I, we're going through these hairpin turns, and we're sitting right next to each other. And so I'm holding on to the side of the car to avoid being flung, like, over into him and body slamming him. Because we're just being whipped around these turns at, like, ungodly speeds. It was nuts. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Crazy lats. And then, you know, we go over some of these drops and many air tiles where we actually got we decent got air. Legit air time, yeah. It was, yeah, because we're going so fast. We uh, were we got off of that laughing like little kids and we walked up to our families and they're like, so was it good? And we were just I think we were both just still laughing at that point. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, also we did it at night, which made it better. So yes. All right, so at this point, I think we only had about an hour left in the day. Maybe less. If less, I think at this point we had like 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah, so I still had to get Laugh Track, Coco Cruiser, and Comet. And I, I didn't end up getting Laugh Track, but we, me and Jack just figure, okay, I'm going to come back here someday. Let's just go finish the night on Skyrush. But on the way over there, Coco Cruiser has barely any weight. So we figure, all right, let's ride that real quick. So Pale of Family Gravity Coaster is my least favorite model ever. However, this one wasn't as bad as some others. Uh, so it was pretty bad. For the cred. Yeah. Credit we for also, the cred. again, three laps. Or it was only two laps. No, it was three, I thought. Oh, no. Two. Cosmos Curves was three. Yeah. It, yeah. No, it was two. It, we also made the, 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 if it was a good decision or not, we made the decision to ride it uh, sitting next to each other again, which, like, you know. Whatever. It gets uncomfortable at times, but we, no we, shame. We, we've done crazy stuff before, so. Yeah. Um, so then we figure, okay, let's go ride Skyrush. But if Comet has a short enough line, sure, hop in. Uh, but Skyrush was well, closed. Yeah, so we, found, we figured it out. So the train my dad and I were on was the second to last train of the night, and the train that got stuck on that lift ahead of us was the last train of the night for Skyrush. Oh, that so. sucks. I, yeah, fe- so. I always I, I felt bad for you, but I was like, if you could have gotten a night ride, like I would have, like I know you wanted the comet credit, but I think I probably would have forced you to skip it to ride Skyrush at night. It's like the comet credit will be here. Skyrush yeah. at night, you need to experience immediately. And it, it's still in my top five, so that that says enough about it. But um, we waited what twenty five 
for comic? 25 minutes, yeah. It's pretty good. We got back row. Yep. Um, buzz bars. So the first drop was very good. Better than Phoenix's first drop, if I'm being honest. The rest of the ride had very good uh, airtime as well. But not as good as Phoenix was the rest of the way. But my main takeaway from that ride, since I hadn't ridden Phoenix yet, was um, I'm so ready for Phoenix. Because <laughs> this was my first real experience with like a buzz bar coaster with crazy air. Yeah, it was. I remember you were just like laughing yourself to death. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Phoenix now. I think I said, this is child's play compared to yes. Phoenix. <laughs> was and I there, right? It was. Yes. But... <laughs> Comet was still a really, really good oh, coaster. Ton of fun. Great way to end our night. Um, yeah, so I let's take a step. Let's talk 2020 stuff for just a second. Uh, COVID. Um, I think I'm going to put it like in the middle of the parks I've been to this year. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I will say this. Pennsylvania, out of all the states I've visited, seems to have the best mask compliance. Yeah. Um, like overall, and I've been to, I went to three other parks this year. Uh, so, yeah, is that right? Yeah, three right. other states. No, I've been no, I've been to a lot of other states. I went to three the uh, uh, Pennsylvania parks: Kennywood, um, uh, and Hershey. Now. And between all three of them. Like subconsciously, I was always watching like how many people are without a mask or how many people are like no or like chinning it and everything. And I like out of everything, I'd give Pennsylvania probably the highest rating. But mm -hmm. where they failed was again across all the parks, social distancing and like yep. screenings before you get in the park. Um, uh, well, so they did check our temperatures at Hershey. Um, I thought social distancing. Was the you saw it in some places, but not that often. The worst was by far getting into the park because there was so yes. many people that it was just everybody pushing in one centralized location to get in. That was definitely the worst. But throughout the day, in some lines, you know, there there would be mixed social distancing, and in others there would just be none. Like Candemonium's line, there was none. But they did keep the stanchions at least fairly spaced out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah was, I'd say uh, middle of the pack. Yeah, I think mm, best for well, well, since this is probably for both of us, it's probably like our last big park visit of the year. We say probably because we have a tendency never to know. plan more stuff. I think I'm gonna give my top honors to Kennywood. Um, really? Yes, because and uh, when I say top honors, I'm talking clientele and park side of it um they had all the clientele their social distance as best as they could um and they had masks their temperature screening was pretty quick but also effective so i think i'm gonna give kennywood my top spot um i'm Alabama Adventure would definitely get the bottom spot, but this is also at the time where COVID was on a rapid decline there, so there wasn't, it, and it was also not as bad in the United States at that point. Um, so mm. we're, I'm actually, and I hate saying this, Dollywood gets my bottom spot. Dang. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. Dollywood uh, wasn't the greatest about that. Um, I'd say my top spot definitely goes to the Universal Parks. Uh, they have gone above and beyond to keep operations quick and keep everything safe. Hand sanitizer before you get on every ride. Really fast temperature screenings, you know, all that sort of stuff. They did everything perfectly. My bottom. Uh, I don't know. My bottom. As far as big parks go, it probably goes to Dollywood, too. However, um, the fun spot parks were never that great about it, especially when the ones here first reopened. Um, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's probably what I would put at my bottom. Well, and since we both put Dollywood at the bottom, I'll, I'll elaborate a little, because they've got the right stuff to have done it really well. They do the temperature screenings really effectively, I think. Um, the big thing is there's a lot of bark, but no bite when it comes to enforcing it. Like there are signs everywhere and people saying, put your masks on, social distance. Do they ever follow up on any of that? No. Most of the other parks I went to had someone in the queue lines at all times, just like monitoring and making sure that stuff was, you know, happening that yeah. needed to happen. And Dolly was like, and as someone from Tennessee, it does speak to how my state has taken this whole thing. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too, at, to some extent. Uh, so, but I also, it's like, when you look at everything, I think Dollywood just gets the bottom marks. Um, and that's not saying I don't love the park, but there's always room for improvement. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's we talked about. We've talked about everything we did at Hershey. Uh, we both want to go back. I guess mm -hmm. the next question is, what do we want to do next? <laughs> well, if there's no impulsive trips, the next big one we hope would be Europe. Well, I'll probably end up down in Florida sooner than that to ride Velocicoaster and Anguazi, yeah. but. Yeah, it's going to be, we've got some fun stuff planned. We There might be a couple of impulsive trips that happen. Um, most likely. I know, most likely. I mean, Chris and I are would love to get some more coaster riding in this year, especially some more coaster riding together, because we really enjoy doing that. Um, but yeah, it's been, it was a fun little trip to Pennsylvania. I had a ton of fun. I hope you did too. Oh, yes, I did. Yep, so... I think with that, we're going to wrap up this week because we've been talking for a while now. I just got uh, a plug. Yeah, quick things. Uh, social media, at Twisted underscore Travelers. Instagram, at Twisted Traveler. But the R at the end is a one. Give us a follow. Uh, you'll know when the new episode drops, any interactive content we're doing. Um, got some fun guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. I think we're going to get John Mike on. We're going to talk all about rollers in Kentucky Kingdom. Uh, we're going to have our friends from the Drunk Riders back on soon to do a debate episode, which could be really, it's going to be really entertaining. Uh, we're super excited about that. And then I've got a few more guests in mind that we want to try to get on by the end of season one because it's, it's, we're getting close. We've got 11 episodes left this season. So, yeah. 
Well, I think that's it. So next week, gonna have a guest. Yep. And uh, yep. I think that's about it. Yep. So thank y'all. Thank you for listening. We love y'all. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.